0: This episode of the podcast is brought to you by HeartSong Herbs. HeartSong Herbs is a farm and apothecary based in Athens, Georgia. They are proudly part of a growing movement of regenerative agriculture farming that prioritizes soil health to grow beyond organic. Founder Dana Nevins produces herbal tinctures and beauty care products with the vigor and potency of plants found as they grow in the wild right outside of her door. This high-quality herbal medicine is available in 2-ounce formulas that aid in everything from immune support to anxiety relief. Find HeartSong Herbs at various Athens retailers or online at www.HeartSongHerbs.com. That is www.HeartSongHerbs.com. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Paper Boutique. Being part of someone's special day is going to be part of making lasting memories. At the Paper Boutique, inspiration and passion comes from the stories and personalities of their clients. Whether it's a business party celebrating a milestone, a baby shower for someone who has waited her whole life to be called mommy, or even high school sweethearts who knew that they would be together forever. The Paper Boutique create custom Invitations for any and every type of special event, including holiday parties, wedding invitations, baby announcements, and save the dates. Please visit their online store at gtrbusinesssystems.com slash paperboutique or follow the link in the description below. Again, that is gtrbusinesssystems.com slash the paperboutique or follow the link in the descriptions below. Welcome to the Cozy Bear Farms podcast. I'm your host, Dejan Yerby, coming to you straight out of Athens, Georgia. I don't know why I tell you guys where I'm at all the time. I never move. But today's episode is going to be kind of a long one. We've been getting a lot of questions asking about what crops should new and beginning growers should grow, especially somebody that's looking to get into the farm world or Somebody that is trying to get more experience under their belt so that they can grow even harder crops. So I picked seven of the best vegetable crops that I believe that any grower should start off with, even if you're a gardener or some type of market gardener like me, for example. I'm like the reason I call myself a market gardener market gardener is because I farm on a fourth of an acre And I don't consider my area of growing an actual farm. So I just call myself a market gardener. Uh, Also can be for small scale growers or for bigger scale farms. If you're just getting into it and you're trying to get your crop plan together and you're trying to figure out which crop should I grow or how should I grow these other ones i believe these seven crops are good base crops for you to start off with especially if you don't have that much experience in growing crops so there's a reason why i picked these seven and there's three reasons why i picked these seven is because one they're super easy to grow each one of these crops are super easy to grow two they're again a good base crop for you to grow that can help we're trying to figure out how to grow even harder crops or other crops that kind of grow like them. So there's a, bu- a good base crop for you to have just to build up some more experience under your belt. And three, if you are growing these crops and you are thinking about, hey, I do want to build up some type of revenue stream while I'm experimenting with this stuff. These are seven crops that can unify. You know, Universally be sold anywhere from a restaurant, through a CSA, or even a farmers market, or if you're just selling locally to your neighbors or whatever. These are good seven crops that universally will be sold anywhere. So let's get into these seven crops because it's going to be a long episode. In these seven crops too, I am going to suggest varieties and what type of species of crops to grow with each one. All of these varieties are seeds that you can buy from Johnny select seed now they are not a sponsor of this show but they are one of the best seed companies that i have ever bought from any seeds i ever got from them they always do well i bought seeds from them in 2019 and they're still growing today so they just have really amazing outstanding seeds but i do know some of the hesitations that people have with ordering from johnny's because one that shipping is kind of ridiculous, like, hey, Johnny's, can can we pull that back some? So I will agree with that. That shipping is kind of kind of like a, hey, I don't know if I want to do this, but they are the best seeds that I have ever bought. They're really good seeds. They have wide varieties of stuff. A lot of farmers buy from them. So even if you're a gardener, I would still suggest buying from Johnny's. Well, let's list out these seven crops. So these seven crops, the first one are the first one is tomatoes. Second is baby greens. Third is kale. Fourth is head lettuce. Five is carrots. Six are other types of root vegetables like turnips, radishes, or beets. And seven is the good old-fashioned peppers. So those are seven crops that you can experiment with, that you can grow, get more experience with, figure out how these grow, get them down so that you can find a variety that can be reliable for you in the future or if you don't want to do all seven of these just pick one of the seven or three out of the seven it doesn't matter these are just seven good crops that i think are good for anybody who is just starting out trying to grow especially if you don't have that much experience under your belt and plus these seven crops again are crops that wherever you go people are going to buy this buy these crops they're the basic standard for anywhere So let's dive deeper into each one. So with number one, again, I chose tomatoes. Everybody knows tomatoes are a really good seller anywhere, but sometimes they are the hardest crops to grow. But because of that, you can get a lot of experience out of them. So with the different varieties of tomatoes, I chose four different ones that you could pick from that you could say, hey, maybe I'll start off with this and then go into this one. So, in my opinion, the easiest out of the varieties of tomato plants to grow are slicing tomatoes. They're a little bit smaller, a little bit more easier to grow, and you can get a lot from them and make bang for your buck out of them. The variety I suggest that you grow is this variety called New Girls. Again, you can buy all these seeds from Johnny's, and I'll leave links and lists of all this in the descriptions below. But the variety that I suggest is new girls. They're smaller. They're very high yielding. Again, it's a super easy crop to grow. They are indeterminate, so they don't have a determined height. But because of that, they are a good crop to experiment with and figure out how exactly tomato crops grow. The next easiest one that I would suggest are cherry tomatoes. Cherry tomatoes are a pain to harvest, but they come in... So plentiful that it does make sense to say, hey, let me grow these. And the variety that I would suggest to grow are sakura. Sakura is a great variety to grow because the cherry tomatoes do come in plump, and they do come in very steadily. It has a very good yield to them. And again, they're indeterminate, so they don't have a determined height. Some of these can go from 10 feet to 20 feet tall, depending on how you're growing them. But they are a good crop to experiment with and to see exactly how cherry tomatoes grow the next one are plum tomatoes or most people call them paste tomatoes and the variety that i would suggest that you grow with plum tomatoes are this variety called juliet again plum tomatoes if you go to a farmer's market they're the same thing kind of like cherry tomatoes people who like smaller tomatoes instead of the big giant round tomatoes will gravitate toward these two also they're good for making tomato sauce because you don't have to add tomato paste in them. So it is a good crop to grow that you can sell to restaurants very easily. Also a good crop to grow that you can sell the farmer market very easily. And again, it's a different variety outside the norm that you can experiment with too, to see how did these grow. And the last variety that I would suggest that you grow is a little bit harder because they are gonna need more support, so you are gonna get experience under your belt of how to actually support these type of tomatoes. And they are beefsteaks. Beefsteaks are giant, fat tomatoes that get about 10 to 12 ounces big. They're huge tomatoes, so they need a lot of support. When you grow big, when you grow beefsteak tomatoes, they come in heavy, and if the tomato plant don't have the right type of support, they will break apart and fall over. So this is another uh, crop that I suggest you should grow just to get some experience under your belt. And the variety that I suggest that you grow with them is called big beef. Big beef is probably the universally easiest beef steak that you can grow. Cause most times, once you put that plant in the ground, they can pretty much handle anything and grow through everything. But again, in turn, you need to make sure that they have the right type of support So that they don't break apart when they fall over. Because again, these things will come in fat and heavy. So, off tomatoes. Now we're on number two. Baby greens. So, people are probably thinking, what are baby greens? Baby greens are basically the smaller version of of, uh, leafy greens that people mainly use in salads. Or they dress them up in burgers. Stuff like that. A lot of restaurants like to use them to put them as garnish on their plates and stuff. But baby greens... Again, I would suggest these because they come in in such a big yield that if you have a 20-foot bed, you can get about five pounds off of them. And if you take to a restaurant, you can sell one pound for 20 bucks to a restaurant. So if you're just starting off, baby greens are good because you just direct seed them in the ground, make sure they stay watered. When they grow up, you just harvest and wait for them to come right back. That's right. They're a cut and come back again type of crop. So you don't have to keep digging them out, planting something else, digging them out, planting something else. Once you make that first harvest and you start harvesting through the rest of your rows, they will begin to grow back. And then you can grow, you can cut them, harvest them, sell them again. So it's a great base crop for you to grow just to get more experience with dealing with direct seeded stuff. Again, I chose four crops that I think will be great for you to use when you're trying to do baby greens. The first one I suggest is arugula. Again, go to Johnny C's, you can find these. Arugula is a good staple crop because since it's spicy and the leaf texture is really good, a lot of people like to buy arugula. I know some people, it's either a hit or miss with them, but when you find people that love arugula, they go straight for it. The next one is mizuna. Mizuna is a weird one because it's basically, I call it the Asian version of arugula. It's a little bit more spicier. The leaves look a little bit different because they look like um, maple leaf kind of leaves with their rigid edges. But they're a great crop to have, especially when you're just trying to figure out, hey, maybe I want to do something a little bit different than arugula and maybe your customer base will go to that one. That's going to be a little bit of a harder sale because you do have to emphasize how It is kind of like an arugula, but it's a little bit more spicy here. But people like that. The next one is spinach. Spinach is probably going to be the hardest one on this list because spinach, when you're planting spinach, you need to harvest it a lot. Not harvest it. You need to water it a lot just so that it can germinate. And that's something that you can get under your belt with experience because a lot of people who grow spinach. Don't really know all that goes into just getting that spinach to germinate. So this is a good crop for you to grow too. Now the easiest, easiest one on this list, which I would suggest is the easiest, easiest on this list, is called baby kale. Baby kale is a great crop because basically it's just kale that's grown really bunched up together. You don't grow it normally by putting it one foot apart. These things are spaced like a few inches apart. So when kale is bunched together, it becomes baby kale because they can't grow in full length. They will try to grow in full length, but if you keep harvesting and harvest them all over again, if you harvest and harvest them all over again, they will just stay baby and they'll grow up as baby. So they're a really good crop to get under your belt. Again, I know some people are going to say, well... Why don't I just grow kale? You'll be surprised how many people go for the baby kale versus the actual kale. And with baby kale, I suggest you do red Russian. Red Russian is a great baby kale base because you know what you're going to get. And most people, when they see baby kale and they see that it's red Russian, it's kind of something familiar to them. So I would go with that. Now, we're actually going to go into the third one, which is actually the big boy kale. The kale that you would grow about a foot and a half apart so that it does get full size and that you're selling the leaves kale is a main staple at every farmer's market every farmer's going to have one going to have some type of kale on their table so why don't you have kale too again kale will help in turn grow other type of leafy greens that you can get experience with when it comes to growing bigger i want to say bigger leafy green crops i'm saying leafy green a lot but kale is one of those crops that can help with that, and with the varieties that I suggested you grow, I would say are lacinato, which is also called dino kale, and the variety of Johnnys is called black magic, that is a flatter, more bumpier looking kind of kale, but it's great for smoothies, and that's something that you can tell people, especially when you do more research on it. The next one will be winter and winter kale is more rigid, and more people gravitate to that because that's the kale that you would usually use in big restaurant style dishes when you're trying to make a good clean garnish on the plate so i would do lacinado kale or winterboard kale whichever two suits your fancy pick one of those the next one on the list is number four head lettuce head lettuce can be a pain and butt for a lot of people but if you can get it down it will be a great money maker for you There's two types of lettuce heads that I would suggest you grow just to get a base and a start off with. There's many different types of varieties of lettuce heads that you can grow, but I feel like these two are the main staples that you can use to grow those other harder types. Because with lettuce, the more up the ladder you go, the harder it gets. So the two that I suggest that you grow is one, butterhead lettuce, and two, romaine lettuce. Those two... Um, varieties of lettuce I suggest you grow those two again butterhead comes in quick is a great summer crop especially if you can get some shade over it. it is light and airy so when you take it to the farmer's market people will buy it up for their salad use romaine lettuce is a little bit more heartier great for growing into the winter because since the leaves are a lot more hardy they can last up through the frost a little bit better because you will pick up the experience of knowing that certain lettuce does not do well when it gets too cold and again certain lettuce doesn't do well when it gets too hot so those are the two types that i suggest that you grow just to get some more experience under your belt with that the next crop which is everybody's favorite carrots everybody love carrots. carrots Again, is another main staple that if you have anywhere, people are going to buy it in droves. And the carrots that I suggest that you grow are one. There's two types of varieties of carrots that you should really be looking out for. There's early carrots, and then there's main crop carrots. Early carrots are carrots that can be harvested a lot earlier because people can sell them as baby carrots, and you can kind of let them grow to you can let them grow to full size just so you can have them too but they come in a whole lot earlier than main crop carrots early carrots come in about 50 something days main crop carrots are going to take you about 65 to 70 days because they're just that much bigger but either way each one is a good crop to grow and to get experience in those so that if you want to grow even harder carrot crops you can do these i do not suggest growing color kind of crops those weird red purple yellow ones when you're first starting off because if you notice if you go to a farmer's market or any type of restaurant if there's not a market for those types of crops they will not sell so orange is a universal sign of carrots so i would just stick with orange the two varieties that i suggest you grow for early carrots is called Mcom, Mkum? mcum i don't know Excuse me, excuse me, guy. I have I'm terrible at reading words, but I think it's Mocum. Who cares? Mokum, and then the main crop care one is Hercules. Hercules, I grew last year, and it's a big fat carrot. It's not as long as the rest of the carrots, but it comes with a thick base, so it's a great uh, carrot to sell at the farmer's market, especially since it is one of the ones that do come in in under about 60 to 65 days. There's some other carrots that take a lot longer. They are a lot bigger, so they are worth it. But when you're just starting off, I would suggest those two types. Now, with the other types of root vegetables, the reason they're on this list is because root vegetables are some of the easier crops to grow besides carrots. So with root type vegetables, some of them do come in about 21 days. Some come in about 50 days and some come in about 80 days. It just depends on which ones that you get. But the other root vegetables that I suggest that you grow are like turnips, radishes, and beets. Turnips because you can sell the turnip with the root or you can sell the greens with them. Radishes, they come in so quick and they're basically easy to grow. They're just some things that you need to pick up. Like when it's time to harvest, you have to harvest them because they will split. And beets are very, beets are the ones that are I would say sometimes beets are harder than carrots to grow because they do need a lot of water to germinate. They're kind of like Swiss chard, it's a bunch of seeds masked in together with that one seed, so they are a little bit more difficult to grow. But that's just something that you guys should pick up and learn from so that if you want to grow it in the future, you can. But if you don't, you don't have to because if you do it once, if you don't like it at one time, you ain't got to do it again. But with those varieties, with the turnips, I suggest you grow Hakurai turnips Hakarai turnips are little white turnips they're not normal purple tops but Hakarai turnips come in in about 30 something days and when you take them to the farmers market all you got to do is explain to people what they are. They're a little bit more spicier than normal turnips so that's why people usually gravitate toward them more and then when you take them to the restaurant a lot of restaurants will like hawkerai turnips over um, purple top turnips because again for the spiciness that they bring and again, they just add more flavor to the dish. So Hakarai turnips are a really good. Turn up the brain. With radishes, I would suggest doing rovers. Rovers are little red ball uh, radishes. Yeah, I say radishes. Radishes, I'm sorry, I'm speaking so fast. They're little red ball radishes that will grow in about 21 days. They're universally... The big sign for radishes everywhere. Whenever you take them to a farmer's market, people can point them out from a mile away. And they look like little red jewels after you wash them and process them. So they're really cool looking. And with beets, I would suggest Red Ace. Red Ace is the purple beet that everybody sees everywhere. There's some beets that are a little bit harder to grow, but Red Ace is a good base so that you can just get something under your foot just so you can see how you like growing beets. Because beets, if you're able to grow beets the first time really good, then pursue beets. But if you have trouble growing beets, I would say Red Ace is the finish line and just say, hey, I did this once, I didn't really like it that much, so I'm gonna move forward. So the last one on this list are peppers. I know some people are gonna say, well, peppers are usually harder to grow. They are hard to grow, but they're a great experience gainer because if you can grow peppers, you can grow anything. And with the three types of peppers that I suggest you grow are hot peppers, sweet peppers, and sweet bell peppers. Each one grows differently. All peppers don't grow the same. Sweet peppers take a little bit longer to germinate. Sweet bell peppers take a whole lot longer to grow. And hot peppers will come in in droves and you will see, hey, maybe I didn't need to plant this many hot pepper plants because they come in droves. But you can do whatever you want with that information. I say... The crops that I suggest that you grow with hot peppers are jalapenos. And the crop that I suggest that you pick, the variety that I suggest you pick, is this variety called El Jefe. El Jefe is a good crop because it's one of the easier jalapeno plants to grow. There's some easier than that, but that's the easiest one that I found on Johnny Select Seeds. They come in in droves. You can harvest about 10 pounds in a week if you plant enough jalapeno plants, and usually you only need to plant like 10, and they come in heavy, especially if you can grow them correctly. With the sweet peppers, now excuse me, these words, I don't I don't like words, but these words are hard. So with sweet peppers, I would say and Tito's Galios, they're yellow, I'm just going to say it once, I'm not even going to go into it. They're yellow, they look like hot peppers, but they're actually sweet peppers, and people use them to stuff, so I would grow those. There's also another one called Corey and Tito's Rosa, I'm assuming I'm saying this correctly. If you see it on Johnny's, you know what I'm talking about, they're red, they look like they should be hot peppers, but they're actually sweet peppers, and they're a good pepper that you can stuff. With the sweet bell peppers, the variety I suggest is Olympus. Olympus is a great base to grow especially if you're not used to growing sweet bell peppers or not used to seeing the experiences that come when growing sweet bell peppers so I would stick with them they come in green and if you leave them on the plant long enough they will turn red now you will see some varieties that are orange and purple and yellow and all these other colors Stick with the green that goes into red. Build up enough experience growing those. And then you can go into the ones that turn purple and yellow and all those different other colors. But that's it. That's it, guys. Those are the seven crops that I suggest that you grow. Especially if you're just starting off into this growing adventure. Or just dipping your feet into the wide ocean that is called agriculture. Hopefully that helped. Uh, Thank you guys for listening to the show. Hit that like and subscribe button. Thank you guys for listening. Cozy's out.